today I have uh, my brother, uh, Tom Wynn. He was my episode one. And uh, two years later, we are basically here with um, at the end of my second year, going to my third year. And I'm bringing my brother uh, back on. Um, he's a lecturer at RMIT uh, in the design department. Uh, as well as an owner of a, a VFX company, a big uh, VFX company in um, Vietnam. And they do most work for studios around the world, uh, predominantly in the U.S. Welcome to The Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly 100 million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over the world. Uh, so welcome, Tom. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to be back. So the reason I wanted to bring uh, you back on is because uh, I know that you have always followed uh, this idea of, of futurism and artificial intelligence and um, the whole movement of things going towards singularity. And, you know, it's all mumbo jumbo to me sometimes, but I try to follow what you talk about and try to figure out the things that you say. But I want to bring you today to kind of make sense to us lay people about the effects of, of what we're seeing, uh, you know, specifically Lenza or stable diffusion and all of these things that we're seeing on um, our Facebook feeds and our Instagram feeds. And um, we're going to go into a deep, deep dive. Um, and your background with all this stuff is, you know, utilizing AI because uh, it really is affecting or it's going to affect your business uh, in, a, in a very bottom line way in the next uh, few years. So you've been ahead of this curve now for a few years. So that's why we're here. We're going to talk about how this is going to uh, affect uh, Vietnam, how it affects your business and how it affects just overall our life in general. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, so can we talk about firstly your animation business and how it's going to be directly affected uh, by AI in the next few years? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It's uh, the VFX business. So um, I have actually uh, three business under Vinamation. Um, it's the VFX. It's uh, a toy manufacturing business and now a game company. So three companies. Um, and they're all going to equally um, be affected in one way or another. The VFX, um, for I think it's going to be the most impacted one. I think in about five years, 95% of the work that we're doing now is going to be uh, taken over by AI. So we have to learn to either find out what the AI, AI can do to help speed the work up or find a new uh, pockets of work that um, AI can be applied to. Because right now we're doing a lot of, say, like uh, um, background replacements, right? Um, right now you see text to image that they can generate any kind of background, right? Um, and they're working on models of text to video. So a no brainer is in two, three, four years, there's gonna be high resolution uh, text to video, right? And then compositing and bringing all those things together for visual effects. So um, that's gonna be pretty much, a lot of it's gonna be wiped away. Um, so that's that. So I'm, I'm finding out ways in which pockets are still hard that AI can uh, affect the VFX uh, business. Um, the toy manufacturing, I think, is probably the most safe uh, business. Uh, that involves a lot of hand uh, work, 
um, we the, the 3D modeling part is probably going to be taken over by AI too, because I can see a lot of 3D model topology being done. Um, it's at its earliest stages, but pretty soon you're going to be able to say, give me in a figure with like a cat head or something, and it will generate hundreds of different models, and you can choose the right topology with features, and you can mismatch you know, by voice command. So the design part is going to be greatly assisted by the AI, uh, but the manufacturing part, once we 3D print it and start to make it into a silicone mode and into the clay mode and plaster and pouring the liquid mode, that I hope AI can't do in the next 10, 15 years and still... And, you know, until they start having fingers controlled by AI because uh, it's delicate work. So that's, I think, safe for the next 10, 15 years. But the design part of the toy company is not right um, for the toy comp uh, for the game company. Um, like. Backgrounds, we're already using it to generate backgrounds for our games. Um, also, uh, game assets, you know, like weapons or effects and stuff like that. Um, we started off, we start with the generations of AIs to 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 start us off um, or give us uh, ideation. So it's it's saving us a lot of time on ideation now, right? Before an artist would take about ten days to come up with maybe three to five designs for characters and sketch them out and present it. Uh, now we can just type in a bunch of stuff and within one night have about a couple thousand different um, options or ideations. So um, yeah, concept design is. Is going to be greatly sh uh, shortened with that. Uh, you have about uh, close to 200 employees in Vietnam uh, working in the VF VFX games, toys uh, under your wing. Now, how much of Vietnam do you think is aware of this sort of AI revolution uh, at your level? The bosses, the guys that are having these businesses of, of uh, VFX, are they making concessions? Are they trying to figure out what the next step is? I think every single one of I, you know, I'm friends with a lot of, uh, you know, people in the industry, graphics, VFX, animation, and I see them posting stuff, you know, or in groups because I'm part of like 20 different uh, Facebook groups of AI art and AI generation related stuff, and I see them uh, here and there lurking. So they're all aware of it, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's just a matter of us uh, scrambling how to make best use of it now, you know? Uh, you know. So I've, I've managed to find a couple of places I'm pretty sure they are. I also have a lot of students um, who are interning maybe at uh, these ad agencies, and they're using it for, for their ad work too, for commercials and uh, you know, promotions and things like that. So it's, it's already here. This yeah, stuff's yeah, already yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and what about I, I think that you kind of answered that, but let me just ask you directly, what are you doing to mitigate directly, you know, the consequences of AI? Like what are you yeah, uh, are you doing in place? Yeah, it's not about mitigating either, right? I mean, I I don't know how you define the word mitigate, uh, but it's it's more about uh how do you bring it into the fold and start to use it implementation is more uh the mindset that i have rather than mitigate i guess yeah so you're sense. not afraid of it you're you're gonna no, yeah you're yeah i i actually the opposite. i i'm loving it and i'm anticipating every new release uh any new features that come out uh any research teams that are on the side adding to the next uh release of these ai models i'm all about that to, in it because it helps you predict what can be done, you know, um, usually when you see a research uh, group releasing papers, you can expect six months or to a year, it will be available to everyone to use. Mm. Yeah. yeah, It's so different because people who are not into technology like me, 
we live in fear i live in fear when i see ai when i see anything remotely re replacing jobs and security for people in vietnam or people in the u.s around the world laborers employment i get freaked out but i think that you know people who are involved in technology like you are go headfirst into designing the next phases of your business and putting technology at the forefront to kind of mitigate you know the changes in a in when ai is coming yeah yeah and i really don't know how to explain that you know like why some people are geared more towards that or not you know um i think maybe you need like some kind of gateway service right like really simple stuff where you pay 10 bucks a month and it does you know just very simple stuff i think uh so you know people like you could greatly benefit by tippy towing uh, the stuff that I'm doing requires like, you know, uh, Python and installation, PyTorch, all these libraries and stuff. Um, so it's a higher learning curve. And I can see where um, if you're not inclined to that, it would scare you. But I would suggest for people who are scared of AI, put in the 10 bucks for these really easy uh, to use entry level stuff. And it will do amazing things. Like, like Lenza. Yeah. You see it all over Facebook feeds and IG feeds now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I, you know, that's... I'm not too familiar with Lindsay. I know a little bit about it. It's like some kind of enhancing image that uses AI. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good example of very simple, uh, basic entry level stuff that, um, you know, that you can learn to get uh, to use on your side to help you. Yeah. It's like dipping your toes into it. Yeah. 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 Now you've taken a deep dive into to the AI world and the art world um, for a while now. Do you think that there's a, a direct path to to monetize any of the uh, sort of like the the art stuff out there? I I think so. A lot of people goes there there isn't or it's already been done or we have stand no chance. But I'm constantly reminded, like I'm in a group of uh, like an AI art where there's like I think two hundred and fifty thousand people in there, right? Um, but there's only about constantly maybe about maybe a hundred people posting or or everyone else is just there to watch or you know so the amount of people who are going forward with this is it's, it's the, the ratio is very tiny or small so so um yeah it, it's it's definitely uh uh right now room for for blue ocean if you can think of things yeah well why do you think out of two hundred fifty thousand people there's only like a hundred people that post is it because people are just kind of like doing it but they're kind of scared to post and show their work yeah, so so i i think if, if you have like a couple hundred people posting then you probably have another five thousand people who are doing it but not to mm. the level of confidence and showing off yeah you have your silly people posting stuff right they don't care um but i would probably be pretty confident to say that at least the other 100 to two, 150 thousand people are not doing it at all and just there to watch i know personally um about 10 15 students who who are there to watch the art but not produce anything or not even using it you know so. got it got it now can we talk about um i know you said you don't know much about lenza because i think you're more in the other stable diffusion and stuff like that but can you sort of break down because i think a lot of us are have been using lenza and sort of it's a basic, you know, dipping your toes in sort of platform yeah, yeah. to change your image. But can you tell me about the other ones in your world, in the 
you know, art interface world that you're manipulating all of these so we can get into the legal side of it, the fair use side, copyright side of it. But let's talk about what this is first uh, at the at the very basic entry levels, the lenses of the world and then stable diffusion. You've you've mentioned other ones, but can we kind of get into all of this? Because it, it does pertain to sort of like the art world and taking images from other people and stuff like that. So about a year ago, Dolly well, came out, right? Um, and it was a text to uh, image, but it had a very low coherence, right? Coherence is what you type in versus what it understands and make, we call that to coherency, very low. Um, and if you look back at it, it's almost laughable because it, you could barely make out what it want, you know. Uh, so the big example was the avocado chair. Um, and then they, you know, released uh, Dolly 2 and Mid Journey came out roughly at the same time. And uh, what they were able to do is get these models and what they call fine-tuning it or retraining it. So they're getting this model and then putting a layer of extra retraining it or telling them, hey, uh, the next time you see a face, uh, perfect this part or a, a style, perfect this part. And if I type in this word, uh, focus in on making that part better of this big model, right? So uh, Midjourney uh, is the uh, a paid service on Discord and um, they are doing a really good job at doing these fine-tuned models with special words, right? So you get like these really uh, artsy images, but after a while, when you when you create these, um, a lot of the artistic style starts to look the same, right? Um, and this was about four, six months ago. Uh, and then Stable Diffusion came out, um, which is one of those, but it's mainly raw. They didn't really train it, but there was no level uh, layer on top of it, and it came out. but. The beauty about that was it was open to everyone, so the community was able to train it. And so within a short amount of time, uh, including people like me, you're like, oh, this is something raw, but we can train it. How exciting. You can bring it to your own computer, and it's free. And if you don't have no internet, the whole uh, library is about four gigs, um, all compressed. Um, you can train it and do its, uh, give it specialized uh, styles and things like that. So that's the thing that I've really been into um and it's much more powerful so you can think okay, of mid journey can, can i stop yeah. you real quick uh you said there's four gigs that is on your computer right and this is four yeah. gigs of just like imagery across the internet uh it was language. once programming it language. was once it was once imagery and then they get that information and they get concepts out of that information and they put it into little dots and matrix three three dimensional forms of and those combination of dots in three dimensional space can represent a concept and it's no longer the image. So if you get like 10,000 images of cats, it all gets compressed down to a couple thousand or whatever dots in 3D space. And that uh, can able to regenerate uh, the, the concept of a cat. Okay. So um, then it that all is happening on your computer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. does it, it, so it's learning, it's, it's getting trained by you, the user, but does it ever go back out to the internet and like gets trained? Like a bigger brain is tr getting trained out in the bigger universe, or is it just? Uh, uh, it's it's a snap. It's a snapshot of like five billion images. Um, you know, I think the newer models are are, are they're adding more images to it. Okay, so is they're live yeah. like uh, around the world. Like it's learning. Well, no, no, well, well, so, so, so Dolly two and Mid Journeys is still connected to their servers. It's online. You need it because it's a they they charge for it, right? Uh, but stable diffusion, since it's open source and free, you can download it to your inner uh, your machine and have it. 
Uh, so that's the difference between. And it's it's always going to be this compressed four gig information, or is it like every month you're doing like it's five gig now, then it becomes well. So every time I train it or add it to another one, it's it's getting that four gigs and it's doing a specialized one. Like if I want to train my face and do make me a Jedi or a half animal, I have that uh, model, but it's pruned down to only uh, two gigabytes. So now that that specialized training model is only about two gigabytes of of like say me, and I can uh, add in multiple concepts of that. I could put in a Tom, a Ken, you know, a special uh, cartoon dog, and have these different concepts and mix it together on yeah. two gigs. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. And you were, you were, I, I cut you off. You were talking about. Um... Oh, the mid journey. Okay. So the difference between the, the Dali mid journey and stable diffusion is are the three leading ones. Uh, and this is just my observation, but I think Dali two is really good at coherence and photo real. So if you want something to look real or, or, or understand your prompt, I think Dali two is uh the choice for you um that's a paid service i think the more expensive one um the second one is mid-journey if you're more into the artistic style but you're not very technical um, and you just want to type in a couple of words but get beautiful images then mid-journey is for you because they spend a lot of the time on the backside uh doing those presets for you right um, and then the third one is stable diffusion which has um it comes in really raw if you just type in stuff it looks really plain but it allows you to do your own presets, right? So that's where that one um, has a higher learning curve, but it's much more powerful if you're uh, willing to tinker with it. So um, those are the three different uh, differentiations. So I like stable diffusion because I can tinker it. I have it on my own computer and it's free and I can generate thousands of image every night uh, without extra cost. Now, for us lay people out here and we're looking at uh, different artists sort of complain about yeah. copyright, fair use, and all of this uh, business of infringing on other people's create creative works. What's yeah. your um, take on all of this? Um, is it theft uh, that these AIs are doing? Is it fair that uh, we all are one day going to be able to capitalize on other people's stylistic sort of uh, renderings? What's your take on all this? Yeah, so this is... This is very controversial, you know, like um, uh, this is just like politics. Uh, there's two sides and they're so polarized right now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm in the camp of uh, if you take other people's references and you learn from it and you synthesize, the key word here is synthesize your new style, then that's not theft, right? Um, now you can argue um, is taking the pictures as a training set to learn from it. Is that theft? But um, what's the difference between you visually seeing something and then recording it into your brain and then drawing it out? You're still getting information, right? Uh, one is through uh, flesh, right, and biological uh, recording and output. The other one's digital. You're still getting other people's work. It's recording it in digital and it's outputting in digital. So either both of them are theft or both of them yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, it's just a different uh, way of doing it through flesh and blood or through the digital, digital way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's all about synthesizing uh, that sort of is, that's what we're talking about here. Well, yeah, what's existing and you're getting a bunch of concepts and image and what's existing, you put it together, you synthesize it, you add in your own experience, your own uh, wishes, your own uh, storytelling, 
your own vision, whatever it is, you, you inject that part in with it and you come up with something new. So I think art from the beginning of time to now has always been done that way, right? Um, if you raise someone in a pitch black room all their life, how much art can they really produce? Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so it's just... <clears throat> It's a matter of references and synthesizing, but if you took Iron Man and you yeah. and you just ripped off that image, whether it's through these softwares or through your brain, and you just kind of yeah, render yeah. it, and you th then that's going to be infringement. But yeah, but 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 most people who are posting Iron Man stuff, it's it's really out of parody and comedy, and they're not trying to make money off of it. Yeah. At least on the, on the many groups that I'm in, right. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, so, but there's other people who are truly trying to make their own uh, unique uh, creations, you know, and, and they're so far removed from from how you, you, you can't accuse them of, of cheating or stealing at all, right? It's so far removed from what's existing out there because, yeah, because of the multiple synthesis. If you go to these Comic-Cons, right? Like we've, you and I have gone to Comic-Con and we've seen like in the basement levels where they sell like fan art. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the same thing. And why are they getting the the chance to sell their fan art? Yeah, yeah, it's multiple. Yeah, I I think uh, extracting concepts and then uh, synthesizing has it's it's everywhere, right? To whatever degree, right? I think the 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 reason why you're getting backlash here is because it's just a th ten thousand times more efficient and faster, right? And so it feels like stealing. You hear that phrase, right? Oh, this this is so good, it feels like stealing, right? Yeah. I, I think that's what's happening right now. You know. Um, but when you look at the step-by-step -step process, it's the same thing as everyone's been doing this whole time. So it's not really, it's really the same thing that's happening, you know, in the last 50 years with uh, fan art that's being sold at Comic-Cons. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, now yeah. that everybody's able to do it and everybody, there's like this sort of like this, uh, this blowout of possibilities that everybody now can kind of do the same art but just even lay people and maybe the creators of these um very specialized images perhaps are gonna lose out on money yeah um that's another uh interesting question about um because you know there was a there's a famous uh, artist who's pissed off that his uh his name is used in almost everything right um you know the great guy i can't remember his last yeah. name Watowski or something but everyone is using him and he's really pissed and so the next the stable diffusion 2.0 they left his name out right so if you type in the name you, you can't get his style back right so i wonder how he's feeling about that now right all the in in version 1.5 and you know uh, his mm -hmm. name was everywhere and he was famous a lot of people knew about him, like a hundred times more people knew about him, right? And then he complained. And now the new model came out and he's nowhere to be found, him. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I wonder how he feels about that now, right? Yeah, it, that's an interesting uh, question, you know? Wow. Yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is pretty, pretty interesting. It's, it's yeah. sort of like if you are this big artist and you're like, you know, I don't want to be on Spotify. So you lose this huge, or Apple, or Apple, um, Apple Music, yeah, yeah. or Spotify, you lose this huge chunk of of listeners. Even though your st your stuff is free, you yeah, lose yeah. these huge populations of people. Yeah. And then, like now, you want to go tour, or you want to sell merch. You know, yeah. you've already lost that massive sort of the the bodies that that would consume your stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't. It's hard to say whether I feel for him or not, right? I don't. I'm not in his shoes, um, but 
it must be a roller coaster ride to, to mm. one one day you wake up and hundreds of thousands of people are using your name to 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 get their AI art in your style, and then the next day, no one can use it. Yeah, right. Like that. Oh, that that's such a an interesting uh, feeling to be experiencing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and another thing is like if you had that notoriety, don't you think people are starting to knock on your door for the, your original work? That's another. That's another interesting. Uh, I I I wish I had the data on that. Right. I wish I I wonder how many calls he was getting a month before. And then how many calls he was getting after, and then maybe a year from now, how many calls he's getting, right? So you can see what kind of influence it had. Did it help him or not, right? You know, um, but definitely I think name recognition, he blew up, you know. Yeah, because now your artwork is worth a lot more, you know, and it's free flowing out there in the in the traffic world of in the internet, and it's just like yeah. flying all over the place and people are getting to know who you are and they're like, oh my God, it's like an NFT, like series one yeah. through 10. You just want the original artwork now, even though there's yeah. so copy out there. And interestingly, I, what I noticed is there's so many other artists that was being used, but no one else was complaining, right? So I'm wondering, are they secretly uh, happy, right? Like, oh man, you know, this is like good brand recognition. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I've even seen a couple of like really low level artists. Like it's probably, dude, when you type in my name, um, it understands my art, you know, and they were really happy and proud of it. So mm -hmm. I've seen those in groups, right? Uh, you know, so I I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's such an interesting yeah. time and and landscape. You know, the future is is here, and and yeah. talking about it, it's it's very, it's just mind blowing. Now, there's another big uh, there's another big thing beyond the art that you send me links all the time, uh, which is Chat GBT. Yeah. Uh, what is chat GB, GPT and what, yeah. why is it so scary? Well, scary to me, but you know, um, well, it's a language model, right? Like, and it's striving towards natural language. Like its goal is, um, when you talk to it, natural language it understands and it gives you back natural language. So in every iteration, it's getting better and better and better. And the last one we saw it's, it's pretty close, right? Um, it still fails at some certain things, right? If you get specifically about, tell me a joke about something, sometimes it, it felt, but it's, it's for general conversation and knowledge, it's really close. Well, what, um, I was going to ask you, what is the different, okay, what is chat GPT, like the, its main function? And then what is the difference between that as a search engine and Google? Uh, I think Google was made uh, off of existing links and references, right? I, I could be totally wrong, but this is my uh, rudimentary, uh, uh, my basic understanding of it. Is Google is an algorithm? Maybe they're using AI more now, but uh, its premise was how many people are using links to it and referring to links, um, and it was based uh, based its worth off of that, right? Um, the GPT series one, two, three, three point five, four uh, is just scraping everything on the internet. I got, it. Wiki I got it. Wikipedia, PubMed, just everything that you, it can get it, get its hands on. You, Tutorials. You yeah, yeah, I get it now. So you type in anything in search, uh, Google search, and links pop up. It just populates yeah. your shit with, with a bunch of links. Link. Yeah, yeah. But ChatGPT is actually synthesizing the information in those links and yep. building yeah. actual sort of sentences and conversations that you have as yeah. you're typing in the real words. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and and you gotta wonder why didn't Google start to do this, right? Uh -huh. Like, wow, it's it it, it they it's got the money, they have all, huh? It's a no brainer. Yeah, maybe they are behind closed doors and we don't know about it, you know. But yeah, it yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but I know Google's excelling in other parts too, you know, of AI. Uh, their text to video is so far, um, um, it's it's getting there along with Meta, right? Uh, Facebook, um, they're they're in other areas. I I haven't seen OpenAI do any text to video, so I think they all are going in different areas. And it somehow it's gonna, well, not somehow, but it will uh, all converge into uh, one. I think I've I've seen interviews by Imad, um. And Sam Altman, right? Imad's the CEO of Open uh, of uh, Stability AI, um, and then Sam is the CEO of Open AI. They both give a timeline of five years, right? And in this five years, Imad uh, wants to build um, an AI where it will generate real-world level design, like a video game, like Ready Player One, right? So he firmly believes that that's going to happen in five years. And then Sam Altman believes that anything that you can do in a computer right now in five years, the AI will be able to do it better than humans. So, so when you have those two guys who are confident that this is going to happen, and you can see the exponential uh, curve of it happening, right? Within a year, the last six months, you can see that exponential curve just really starting to curve off like that. So in five years, yeah, in easily anything you can do on a computer the ai will do better Just, okay so what yeah. what are the jobs or the work that's protected or not protected but will will basically relatively be unscathed to all of this ai transformation mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether mom's into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Yeah, well, obviously, I think all the blue-collar workers, okay, it used to be where people thought the white-collar uh, was safe and the blue-collar <laughs> through automation or whatever robotics but it's now the reverse. All the white collar is getting wiped out first and it's slowly to the blue collar. So um, like having a restaurant, you know, farming, handicrafts, uh, manufacturing, but with the hand, you know, the, 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 the heavy duty manufacturing, right? Not the robotics manufacturing. Uh, I think those are the last to go or the safest from AI first, right? Um, and then the next thing I think is uh, when you get one level up, which I think uh, are, is when, it's the artistic endeavors digitally. Um, humans will be more the the remaining ones that are still left in the game, and I hope to be part of this. Is the will be more about curators rather than uh, creators, right? Um, I think uh, there will be a portion of us who will will add in uh, stuff continually train the AI so it's updated. There's if there's new human experiences that's are that's happening, uh, they will inject it in, and then the other half will be the curators who we get that new database or whatever that's there and uh, curate the current experience and experiences, which we think that what, what the people like or what they want. And we'll be like the in-between uh, selection process of what the AI gives us and what the human, what the population wants and uh, be able to bring that into a collection. I think that's most likely will happen. God, there's very few people on, you know, 
if you really think about the ratio of the population of human beings, there's a handful of people who's doing the curation process for any field, right? Yeah, yeah, a tiny yeah, yeah. sliver, not even one percent of anybody in any field during the curatorial process, and it's yeah. it's like basically mankind's labor initiatives are wiped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to change so much that it's going to take a lot of people off guard, you know? Like right now, I think it's taking a lot of uh, uh, artists out, off guard right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and I think that a year ago, artists were like, oh, you know, we're going to be fine. Yeah. Writers were like, oh, we're yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, but yeah. Now yeah. you see scripts that are written in the in the form of, you know, you, you type in, was it you who brought in uh, the South Park thing? Yeah, you say give me an episode of South Park, um, and then you give it like a couple of prompts, and you don't even need to give it ideas. It can come up with its own uh, themes or subject if you don't give it. But if you do give it, it will come up with a script that matches the whole series. It's it's insane, right? So um, in the future, you might have a concept of a a, an, a TV series or whatever episode series, a web series, whatever, where you have like a core concept of words that you want your episode to be, and then it will give you spit out 10, 20 scripts a day, and you just read it, and you're like, oh, I like that one, and then you go into production. I, that, I think that's the future of uh, screenwriting, right? So um, you will be the selector of what the AI gives out, and you will decide, would this be relevant to civilization? You know, So, so that's what... Humans in writing rooms and TV yeah. are doing that now. That's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, sitting on a yeah. So this will... Yeah, yeah. So this will speed it up, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> if if you see some if you see some current uh, subject uh, that's popular right now, you can say, "Hey, give me a little script based off all you 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 know the characters, you know the the behavior of each person, you know what uh, this sitcom tends to the tone of it, everything. You already know that. But here is a hot topic. Give me ten scripts about this hot topic, and then you just read it." Uh, and decide which one you want to go into production. I or think that's just, what's going to. Or you just mine for the gold that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go. I want that. I want that one. That and just pull yeah. out the different setups. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to ChatGPT. Um, yeah. What are some of the practical applications of this? Is it called a software, an app? What What do we call it? A platform. It's... I mean, it's a. It's it's the brain of a software, right? You use a software to interface with it, like a web page or whatever, right? Um, but um, yeah, it's you can see it as a digital brain of some sort, you know, uh, the database. I guess it's it's yeah. hard to define that. And yeah. How do you how do you find it? You just type in Chat GPT on on Google, and it will lead you to a prompt, a search window. Or how does it work? Yeah, yeah. They, they right now uh, for the three point five, they have the the beta, I guess, window right now. It's open to the public. You can type in whatever you want, and it will give you results. Yeah, you know, so you know, I I don't know how much longer it's going to be in beta. I think they're testing it out right now to see um, how this. So you see this uh, with OpenAI, um, but eventually it's going to be an API or a service, you know, where you pay a month, right? Um, but I think it was like ten, twenty, thirty bucks. A lot of people are willing to pay for it just because of the sheer amount of time that you can save, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's that's something where um, I would recommend people who want to get their feet wet, right? I don't know how much the service will be, uh, but I think it's like it's usually somewhere between ten and fifty dollars a month, right? Uh, but that's not like having your own assistant. Um, yeah. 
right? Uh, instead of paying, you know, three thousand to five thousand or whatever dollars for your assistant, uh, it's under fifty bucks a month. You know, I think it will be under. I'm not sure what they're going to charge, you know, but somewhere around there. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you sent me a video and it talked about, uh, you know, there was a the guy moderating punched in some, you know, some amazing prompts and you just gets a detailed breakdown of uh, medical procedures, yada, yada, yada. There's just different examples of what he did. Oh, programming of code. Uh, yeah. These are things that would have taken people months to do uh a few years ago and now it's like a click of a button and you know it's it materializes yeah uh definitely programmers will have a hard time in the future right um people like in the like vfx will have a hard time and like i said anything that you can do on a computer you know uh you better start thinking about how to become a curator right or or something uh in the traditional sense of uh, using your hands and your body uh, yeah but in in the future uh even the you know you talked about farming and you talk about restaurant work all of those things are being they're being automated automated to high heaven right now it's just all being yeah well i think there's one and this is again my opinion but i think there's one thing where uh people will maybe prefer humans is the experience right like if you talk about like a fine dining experience, yeah, right? You can't, yeah. Uh, some people, I mean, you might be okay with robots that can walk that kind of looks like humans who serve you, but other people would just really love like humans to serve them, right? Food and and talk to them, and you know, it, it, just having humans around. There, I think people won't get sick of that anytime soon. So, you know. yeah. I and mean, I mean, we're talking about the very last last. Uh, bastion of yeah. <laughs> of service of human uh, yeah relevance. Yeah. But yeah. but even even fine dining chefs. I mean, you can't get that automated. There's no yeah. way because it's yeah 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 yeah. The the dishes taste different from day to day with different produce with different menus. You know those things change in fine dining restaurants weekly sometimes. You know yeah yeah yeah. So uh, um, yeah. So you got to think if you want to really really be safe. Um, you know, you got to start to think about those human uh, interaction jobs. Like, I mean, podcasting, right? Like what you're doing. Um, I think that's safe, right? Because people still want to see human perspectives on other things, right? So so that that's going to be safe for a while. Yeah, thank God for a while. <laughs> until yeah, until yeah. you have an algorithm or something that's aggregating the curation. Yeah. Putting together... You know, I mean, if you think about it, like if you type in like, I want to know about Tom Wynn's thinking in the future, like five years from now, what if some AI deep fake thing, it could put together its own podcast? Dude, I, I got to show you this video. There's a video of a guy uh, who's there's OK. So there's an existing AI company that has about 60 different avatars of real humans, right? What they do is they they fold they they film a couple minutes of you or like fifteen minutes of you your gestures and everything, so they're able to digitize all your mannerisms right as a library and you could pay like a thousand dollars a year, um, to have your avatar. That guy combined that with the new GPT three model and made it talk, so he was just conversating with that AI model and it just looked like he was conversating with like a semi stiff human, but better it was better. pretty. Con 
It was pretty convincing. I think in another year, it will be very fluid and cheaper. You know, so that's coming. That's coming. Um, if 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 you're able to maybe record about 10, 15 minutes of conversation with someone, you can get their mannerisms, what words they tend to use, and the AI will be able to synthesize that and create. Because yeah. I can imagine like in five years, they'll just take all of my podcast episodes and then they'll just extract what, how I talk, the rhythm that what, I talk in how smart or intelligent, how like it can really track how much knowledge I really know. And well, it'll yeah. just start to build its own sort of profile avatar of me. Yeah. yeah. And then you could just kind of like sit anybody in place of the guests and yeah. that Kenneth Wynn avatar will start doing its own interview. Yeah. Yeah. All you need like now, I think there's some AI models that I saw. All you need is about, I think, uh, 10, 20 seconds of your audio. And it's able to reproduce your audio. Um, and then if you have like an hour of audio, it's able to reproduce the words you tend to use. Yeah. Your temperament, all these other things. It's it's, it's coming. crazy. Yeah, it's coming. So so even yeah. podcasters might not even be spared, right? If you think about it. Well, it depends. Because um... am I going to really be able to create a better version of me? Or I, actually, am I going to be able to perform better than the algorithm or the sort of the AI version of me because the AI version of me has gotten all of the good parts of me in the last, you know, let's say 10 years by that point. And it's just yeah. now going to do its own thing. It's well, I think, yeah, I think, I think there's a certain uh, attraction to watching human on human mm. uh, mess up, give imperfect answers, uh, stutter, right? Yeah. Um, like I was, I was watching this, uh, I think I can't remember where, but, um, when a human cheats playing chess using an AI, the moves are so perfect, right? And it's able to do moves that can calculate 10, 20 moves ahead. Yeah. And at first, it, it 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 doesn't make sense, right? Whereas the humans, there's a when they when they have high stakes and they're a risk adverse, people love watching that part. You know, it it, uh, it, it makes it more interesting rather than this pure mechanical where you know everything's going to be all right or to a certain conclusion. The, it's like a blood sports, right? Or, yeah, or the like, arena. Yeah. Uh, you you want to see, yeah, you want to see humans screw up, you know, and that's part of the beauty of it, I think, you know? Yeah, and uh, I think yeah. that's why MMA or sports like basketball or football will never go away because yeah. that human sort of the fumbling and the fuck ups and, you know, all of yeah, the yeah, yeah. free throw shots or missed yeah. goal, goalie shot, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Will always drive the human emotion to another to another place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you said it. It's the chance of them fucking up that makes it exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So though maybe in the future there's going to be more of that. There'll be more yeah. things that spring up that kind of showcase. What if, yeah, yeah. But what if the AI can simulate fuck ups? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but then, but it, yeah. it, 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 your the human psyche wouldn't treat it wouldn't treat it well because you're just like, oh, that's just a calculated fuck up. That's not like a real fuck up. And then, you know, like if robots are playing basketball, you know, how much of that really is fucking up? It's yeah. it's really calculated moves. And, you know, I mean, is it fun to watch, yeah. you know, a video game of people just or, or just uh, machines just going at it? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Part of I think what what makes a sports team or a basketball team exciting is because you know each of those guys have different genetic makeup. They came from a different background. 
they have different ethics, uh, you know, practicing ethics, right? Um, all these different things, right, comes together, and you 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 see this a uh, bunch of imperfection trying to be perfect. Um, whereas the AI, it's all perfect, and it's like, where's the fun in that? Unless you can simulate all five of those AI basketball players uh, to be imperfect in a different way, right? I I don't know. It's that would be interesting too, but I don't think there's any fun in that because the other imperfect imperfections from a human took 20, 30 years for it to happen, right? Uh, for whereas the AI, uh, it can simulate imperfection instantly, and I don't know if there's any fun in that. Where, where do you think humankind in five years will be with the labor markets, UBI, you know, universal basic income, all yeah. of these models that are going to really just rip apart uh, the workforce? Yeah, it's, it's funny because... Um, I listen to a lot of uh, futurists, transhumanists, all these uh, podcasts, these tech enthusiasts, right? Um, almost all of them uh, say that in the future, uh, humans are supposed to do leisurely things, right? Or, or, or creative things. Um, uh, everything else is going to be automated. Um, and in theory, I've heard things tossed around where we're only supposed to work like three to five hours a week to maintain our, our, our quality of life. Uh, because everything else will be so efficient and automated, right? So I think that sounds about right, you know. Uh, but then the question is, um, who's going to stand in the way and prevent that or slow it down, right? I, I mean, I'm I'm not in about conspiracy theorists. I think everything is going to eventually uh, work out where the mass, the mass majority of people will benefit, right? But it's just a matter of how long we get there and how many greedy or stingy people are standing in the way to, okay, to slow wait. it down. But, but, but all right, let's get down to even another different point of greedy and stingy. What about this whole idea of, like, let's just say our bodies, biologically, we need to have resistance training, whether it's walking or, you know, our bones don't grow yeah. if you're in space yeah. because there's no resistance to gravitational force and it doesn't create this sort of, like, this growth and in, in, or make it stronger, right? And so yeah, I yeah. think like, I always talk about this without any adversity, without any challenges to the human yeah. psyche, we're gonna be like that, what is it, in Wally? -E, that everybody's like fat and on player belts. I think, I think it's not gonna be that bad. I think there's always gonna be a percentage of people who, who let themselves go, you know, 10, 20% of the population, maybe 30%. Um, but I think there's always the other on the flip side, the other 20, 30% who will always introduce adversity, right. Uh, to make it more challenging and, and have the experience more, more fun, right. To, to appreciate, uh, the experiences, you know, um, there's always going to be both sides. I don't think the whole society is going to go to shits like that, you know? So, um, and, and you see it right now, right. No matter how convenient things are like automobiles, trains you still have people walking and running right there's always going to be that percentage of people who who want to introduce that challenge to themselves for whatever reason yeah so, that's true yeah. but you have yeah. to be very aware of it and typically i think you have to really kick yourself in the butt to to do the walking to eat the eat the the, the foods that are not prepackaged and convenient yeah but when you look around surprisingly the that number of people who are going that way is getting bigger and bigger bigger right whether it be because of education uh influencers on social media saying that that's the healthy thing to do for whatever reason it is i see that there's a growing number of people who are 
uh, headed that way, who are not being slobs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, as an educator, uh, for the last 15 years, you've uh, been lecturing um, at the design department at um, RMIT, which is a big university in Saigon. You've been there for 15 years. How do you think AI will eventually change the education model in Vietnam yeah. and across it's, the world? Yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy. I see it in three different phases right now. When I first started, uh, the teacher was like a god, right? Um this is 15 in 2005 when YouTube didn't have a lot of tutorials or just um, the student depended on you for for experience and knowledge and to guide them the right way. Right. Um, so that was like the first stage. And yeah. Um, and then I think we're in the second stage where it's the era of YouTube. Right. Where um, it's a mix. Uh, there are students who come to class and like, oh, OK, so that's the gist of the topic. I can always go home and and look it up more if i need to i don't i can i can zone out now i can do social media i can do other things i can think of other right so um the teachers uh lectures have less weight because they always know they can uh go to youtube as long as they have the rough general direction so that's where we're in right now but i think in the future man i i want to say the only reason why a teacher will be relevant is, is students want to go you know i, I want to see what a real human <laughs> you know how they behave right how funny the guy is or or his mannerisms i want to you know that i think you know mainly what it is but when it comes to knowledge dude i i see it right now students are spacing out because knowledge comes so easily right um we're doing the first couple of weeks the students are all right I, I i get where he's going with this course i know what he i know what's important i saw the syllabus all right i probably i'll just uh attend less often and do the assignments, right? So you have to be really uh, persistent in trying to uh, add value in every class for students. Otherwise, I know that they're just sitting there like just daydreaming and going, you know, like uh, this <laughs> this mofo ain't giving me nothing new that I can't can get on the YouTube, you know? Yeah. It's but, but I think also the job of it today, not like in three years from now, just today, I think when I think of when my mind runs free and I think of what educators do today for students, young students, is sort of piece together the gaps, right? Like they just kind of bring everything together because I'm thinking about a young noodle worker in, yeah. in the Delta, right? Or somebody working in the Midwest. Uh, yeah. they're, they're not sitting having this aggregation of knowledge and, and different connecting points brought together by an instructor. Sure, sure, sure. But let me tell you, okay. So let me tell you what, so for people who just listening to what I just said, they're like, nah, that can't be right. But let me give you a counter example. So for instance, uh, when I teach a course in game design, right? There's a lot of, um, besides the software, we're not going to say that because that's obviously you can find a lot of tutorials on how to use the software. But the theoretical frameworks, yeah. right? Um, like uh, game balance, right? Or, or game mechanics, game aesthetics, uh, you know, those different parts, game pillar, just a lot of these, like there's like a hundred to 200 different aspects of game design that you can learn theoretically, right? So as a teacher, as a lecturer, I, I have to learn all of that stuff and be ready to answer the students when they ask it, right? But there's like a channel like the GDC, right? The Game Development Conference on YouTube. If they watch all of those uh, videos, which are Their like business. an hour to two hours long, dude, that, that's like way more information than I can ever give the students. And it's all theoretical. It's everything. It's it's advice on how to run a company, a game company, all aspects, right? Um, they have hundreds of videos. How, how can a teacher compete against that type of knowledge? You know, 
Um, so yeah, it's and and I think AI will even amplify that even more. You know, so it's going to be tricky how to how to be relevant as a teacher in five to ten years. You know, I don't think we stand a chance. But you know, yeah. if if you are part of the government body in Vietnam or the U.S. right now, what kind of policy changes would you implement? Ah. Uh, Jesus, I don't know if there's any policy changes uh, that you can implement because it's a pretty free society here, and they can, you know, it's not like when you say policy, I think of something that's being restrictive, and nothing's in that sense in AI. But I think what they can do uh, is more about funding, right? Mm. Like Imad from Stability AI, I think he had like a ten million dollar uh, fund, and he started off with, and he only used six hundred thousand dollars, I think, to train uh, stability, uh, stable diffusion, right? So we all know the Vietnamese government, six hundred thousand is nothing to them, right? I think if they threw that kind of money, ten million, into training these AIs and in, in a Vietnamese model language, maybe, and actively show, teaching, uh, helping the citizens on how to use it, right? In maybe finance, in art, in agriculture, so that all of these different industries have an AI to help them. Wow! I think that would be awesome, Game right? But, and, and so ch- and so cheap to cheap do, to you do. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I don't. Yeah, it, it that will lag for a while before that catches on. Yeah. But hopefully, maybe they're doing. Yeah, maybe they're doing it, and I don't know, right? But I haven't seen any initiative or anything like that. You know. Yeah, so, hopefully, if guys like Fo Fam is uh, listening to this, uh, Fo, uh, you could start to talk in the ear of some of these guys to to kind of yeah. move this uh, along. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. It's you're like you said. The investment's so cheap. This is yeah. something that they should start thinking about. You know, I don't know if we're gonna ever catch up to the K-pop uh, or the K-dramas or, you know, the entertainment field. But this is one area we can do. Re- just imagine, imagine if an AI was trained on all Vietnamese uh, stories, right? And then it was trained on all the American sitcoms, and an AI was able to synthesize those two and give you Vietnamese scripts. How much better would Vietnamese content be, right? Mm. And I think that whole endeavor would only cost a couple million dollars to train the AI. Right, right, you know? right. Oh man, that was such a powerful uh, thing to uplift Vietnamese content. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. Really yeah. good point. Who who are some of your? You, you talked about a few guys uh, in the last hour, but who are some of the big thinkers that you follow in the field of AI? Can you kind of throw out some names and be like, you know, this is what they're all about? Well, um, I I think uh, Imad. I can I can never re- remember his last name because. If you mess up his last name, it, it kind sounds kind of racist. Uh, <laughs> e, let me type him up here. Imad. Uh, Imad Mostak. Mostik. Mostak. Yeah, Imad. Imad. Yeah, just type in Imad Stability AI. Follow him on Twitter. But um, he's always talking about um, the future of what AI can do for society, right? I really love his ideas because what... In one of his talks, he talked about, um, you know how we have image, text to image, all compressed in four gigabytes? He thinks that you can do a vast amount of knowledge, like uh, science, Wikipedia, um, all these um, different uh, knowledge-based websites. You can all compress it to about two gigs, he thinks. Well, he knows. And they're working on making it a two-gig file so that you can access all of mankind's like knowledge on it. And so his goal is to put it on every cell phone in poor countries' kids. So it's like, we don't need the internet, essentially, right? If you want to give them access to basic knowledge, um, it, it could be on two gigabytes. 
you know. So it's thinkers like him that I absolutely uh, uh, look up to for future thought. Um, he's one of them. I think Sam Altman is another one. Um, he's the CEO of uh, Stability AI. His talks definitely always talk about um, the future of what's going to happen. You know? So I, I get a lot of insight from him. Yeah, and then obviously uh, all of uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. He does has a lot of AI. Yeah. Uh, guests on there you know so I, I pick up a lot from him. yeah lex friedman's podcasts are, are dense but they're they're totally uh digestible you know as yeah. a person uh he makes it very simple to understand yeah. uh yeah lex friedman is is uh, what a gift to humanity yeah 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 i probably watched over 20 uh videos just about ai just on his podcast alone you know um and it's they're all uh insightful yeah. Now, what do you think of AI itself? Uh, you know, people are sometimes afraid of, you know, the evilness of it on its own eventually. You know, it's sort of, uh, how do we, re do we need to reframe this question by asking if the problem of evil is dependent on its own inherent characteristics or is it like sort of the the powers of, of our control, the powers in our yeah. control? Okay, I, I think... So I, I see it as two forks, right? Um, think of it as what if the AI was able to become fully sentient with arms and legs, right? Um, I think the earliest we can have that is at least at least 20 years away, right? Um, it has to be after 2035, 2040, at least, right? Um, where that can happen. Why? Why at least 2035, 2040? Why do you uh, Well, well... I'm the firm believer in the what you mentioned earlier, the singularity. I think mm -hmm. around 2035, 2040 is when techno technology will will be almost infinite, infinite, right? Because of um, the exponential curve. And, and that uh, singularity year is calculated by a man named Ray Kurzweil. Is that what you're? you're... Kurzweil. And there's a lot of others too who are, are agreeing with those. As we approach that, it's interesting. All, all the naysayers or all the silent people are now coming out and saying. That is them. They're, 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 they're looking at all these technology curves and like, holy shit, it's going to happen around that time, you know. Um, and in hindsight, it was a simple thing to, to, to guess, to see. Yeah, to guess. Yeah. So um, during that time, I think every disease uh, will definitely be solved. Um, everything will be solved pretty much, you know, uh, around 2035, 2040. Um, so around that time, if you take that as a given, then you compare... Um, so let's just say AI could be evil at that time, right? I think the chances of a human using dumb AI or near general intelligence AI will probably do much more damage than waiting for the AI to actually mm -hmm. have, become sentient and have arms and legs, right? So I think the better question is we got to watch out for our fellow brothers, you know, like who's <laughs> going to mess shit up before that, you know? Um, that's a much scarier situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Russia going to get a, their hands on, you know, their... Their grubby hands on 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 the technology and do some damage. Rather, yeah, and they probably are with all this AI stuff. All all you need is a halfway smart AI to help you out, and you can do some serious damage to the world, right? Like, so, uh, yeah. So people who are afraid of the machine itself, dude, I'm not. Yeah. I'm afraid of the people using the oh, the halfway great. machine. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Hey, yeah. uh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate yeah. uh, all the you know the. Uh, the thoughts uh, that you've shared today and you know all of the obviously the help 
that you've uh, given me and the encouragement that you've given me in the last two years and all of my life and the inspiration that you continually bring to me as well as your community and, and the people that surround you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Keep up the good uh, podcast, pod, podcast job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. All right. Yep, all right. Yep. Okay.